Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. We did it. We made it back in one piece. Everybody's here, including Fritzy, Seton, Marv, Paulie, yours truly, the BRGs. We're ready to go, as we always do every Monday, best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like, Hall of Famer Jim Beheim. a little bit later on. We'll go to the NFL Combine, and uh, we'll talk some see-through pants, Major League Baseball. Eight seven seven three DP show email address dp at danpatrick.com Twitter handle at dp show operator Tyler standing by to take your phone calls eight seven seven three DP show say good morning to our radio affiliates now over four hundred cities around America carrying this program and our streaming partners Peacock thank you for downloading the app stat of the day brought to you by Panini America the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show this first hour brought to you by Tire Rack. The official tire expert of the Dan Patrick Show. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. Try that easy-to-use tire decision guide. See the full lineup of Bridgestone Tires, special offers, free road hazard protection, mobile tire installation. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Play of the day, poll question, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. All right, there's a few things to talk about. I don't know if there's anything that's front and center, but I'm going to start with this because Peter King announced that he was going to retire from writing his column, the uh, Football Morning in America. So in his column today, this is way down the column, and I'm looking through it. He had a couple of items there about, you know, moments and interviews and recapping all of the years that he's done this uh, Hall of Fame career. So at the very end of his column, I'm just noticing it says, uh, I suppose the Bears are going to trade the top pick. I went, okay, we didn't lead the column with this. Then he says, I know nothing, but that seems to be the way the wind is blowing. So this is Peter King, and Peter doesn't do this, where he just kind of sends up balloons and we go, uh, I don't know, is that one going to pop? Is that one real? He doesn't do that. So when Peter says this, now he's not reporting it, and I thought, okay, because we've been speculating. What do you do if you're the Bears? Matt Eberflus held on for another year. Other guys got fired there. You got Justin Fields. So Peter says the Bears would keep Justin Fields, trade the first pick, and they would trade it to Washington. Washington would take hometown hero Caleb Williams. 
Then he says that maybe if you trade that down, then you get the second pick, maybe a second-round pick, and then a first-round pick the following year. Then Peter says, what if the Bears would trade that second pick overall to Atlanta? And then they would get the eighth pick. The Falcons would get one of the quarterbacks there. Chicago gets the eighth pick, Atlanta's second-round pick, and then a first and second-round pick the next year. So that would give them the eighth and ninth picks in this year's draft, second-round picks from Atlanta and Washington, three first-round picks, and two second-round picks in 2025. So you would move down seven slots in the first round. The Bears would end up with nine picks in the first two rounds of the next two drafts. So Peter... I mean, you're, you have a hypothetical or, hey, now, he does say, I believe the Bears are going to trade the top pick. Now, he says he knows nothing, but it seems to be the way the wind is blowing. That's kind of reporting something, in my opinion, based off knowing Peter King and how he approaches these things. He's not a guy who breaks news, not anymore. He leaves that up to, you know, Shefty and Glazer. But this is where Peter talks to a lot of people. And somebody's going to say, or he's going to ask. And then somebody's going to say, this is what I'm hearing. And then somebody else would say, hey, you know what I think they're going to do? Now, all of a sudden, it has a little bit, bit of momentum. And we go into the combine week. Because if memory serves me correctly, it was last year at this time that the Bears and Carolina struck the deal to trade the number one overall pick. March 9th. So when the combine ends, everybody's there in Indianapolis for the most part. The GMs are there, and you're able to go, hey, come on over. Let's have a drink. Let me talk to you. Or you do something privately because you don't want to be seen publicly. Hey, I saw the the GMs of the uh, Carolina Panthers, Chicago Bears having a drink. What do you think they're talking about? Now you have this situation. Do you keep Justin Fields? Certainly sounds like that, according to Peter. And then you, once again, you passed up on the quarterbacks last year, and you're going to pass up on the quarterbacks this year. You got to be absolutely, positively sure that Justin Fields is a franchise quarterback. Because you're going to pass up on Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, and you're going to have Justin Fields. Well, you're going to have to pay him next year. You have to say to yourself, we're going to pay Justin Fields $50 million a year. Because imagine the leverage that Justin Fields has. If he knows that you passed on Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels, and he's going to be like, "Uh, hello, how about we talk about a contract extension there? And it's going to cost you $50 million a year. If you're that sure, now maybe it's smoke. Maybe maybe there's, and look, I've said this before, uh, it's hard to trust anybody when they're telling you something because it feels like everybody has an agenda. Are the Bears trying to drive up the price on Justin Fields? Hey, you want to come up and get Caleb Williams? This is what it's going to cost you? Maybe. But just the fact that here's Peter saying that's kind of how the wind is blowing here. I'm really surprised. Because if I'm Chicago... And I can reset the clock. Now, I, I understand the logic. If you said I can have nine first, second round picks in the next two drafts, I'm pretty set. As long as I have somebody who's really good at drafting people. You can have a lot of picks, as the Cleveland Browns have proven. 
years past, they didn't draft good players. But if you're the Bears and you could get nine picks and you could do a complete makeover, but you would still have Justin Fields, and you would have passed on maybe the next Patrick Mahomes, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Caleb Williams, and you're going to give leverage to Justin Fields, I don't know if he can stay healthy the way he plays. And you're going to give him $50 million? So that kind of caught my attention of things that are happening right now. And granted, Peter wouldn't have put it in unless somebody said something that probably hit home with him that, wow, this could actually happen. You had the combine coming up, and it was a year ago that that's when the Bears and Panthers struck their deal. But, man, are you giving Justin Fields a lot of leverage? And you're basically saying, we are attaching our franchise to you. I like Justin Fields, but when I start to put it, you know, paint that picture here, I mean, I have to really love Justin Fields, and I don't love him. I would love to see him in Atlanta. I'd like to see him back home on the turf, and he'd be playing with those weapons there. That'd be a lot of fun. But if I'm the Bears, would you have kept Matt Eberflus, the head coach, if you were going to move on and draft Caleb Williams. And the reason why I say that is, Caleb Williams comes in, what if the team is not good next year? Do you stay with the head coach? Or do you go out and get a new head coach? If I'm going to take Caleb Williams, or Jaden Daniels, or Drake May, don't I want a coach to come in and be able to be with him for those four years or five years? Instead of Matt Eberflus, Maybe he's one and done if they don't perform. Maybe, you you know, if you if you take Caleb Williams, there's no guarantee you're going to go, well, we should let Matt Eberflus stay there for a while. He's already been there for a while. So it, it was one of those, wow, that kind of jumped out at me. That, yes, Peter retiring, going to miss him. Great contributor to the show. But this was one of those down far in the column where I went, okay, that's got a little bit of teeth to it, in my opinion. When you said, I suppose they will, and that's the way the wind is blowing. Instead of saying, I got a crazy trade you know, possibility here. We do hypotheticals on here. And maybe if Peter had kind of framed it that way, I wouldn't have led the show with that. But the fact that Peter had it, the way the wind is blowing, I think there's something to this. Unless you're trying to drive up you know, the price of Justin Fields, Maybe they keep him, and maybe you know you, you make some trades here. Atlanta needs a quarterback, and uh, Washington needs a quarterback. Patriots need a quarterback. Wait a minute. Uh, who's going to be trading up for that? What are you going to get for that? Washington's going to trade that? Well, the Raiders are also – keep an eye on the Raiders doing something as well, you know, because they're kind of in no man's land to get the big-name quarterbacks. And if you want to go up there – and I like Aiden O'Connell – I don't love Aiden O'Connell, but I like him. And can you go up? And what are you going to have to give up to go up and get one of those three quarterbacks? Because there's a big separation between Caleb, Drake, and Jaden. And then it dips down to Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr. the third, and J.J. McCarthy. It goes down a bit. Also, keep in mind, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is not going to be with Denver next year, in my opinion. I don't think that's going to happen. The question is, they're going to have to eat a lot of that salary, all of that salary, and Russ may end up 
somewhere where um, he's taken the league minimum. That's certainly been spoken about, and that would be interesting because Denver will then be in need of a quarterback. And I was told that J.J. McCarthy is a quarterback who would be on their radar. But once again, there's a lot of agendas. There's a lot of smoke. But Peter surprised me a little bit, and that's why I led the show with him. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW. Seton, what kind of poll question are you thinking about today? Look at you going deep right there. I know, I know. Dangerang. I wasn't prepared for that Fired up, ready to go. Yes, Paul? It is interesting, though. The last two times the Chicago Bears had a top-five draft pick, 2017 they passed on Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. And then How that, did that work out? And last year, now it's revisionist <laughs> history because people weren't in love with C.J. Stroud, but they passed on C.J. Stroud last year when they could have taken him or even traded down a spot and taken him. Yeah. There's got to be some paranoia in the building about passing again, yeah, I, it, ironically. It feels like they're going to do that again. Feels like it. See, and when, when you're scared of missing on someone, that's usually when you make a terrible pick, too. <laughs> that's true. That's usually when you make an absolutely awful one. Yeah. Um. Hey, how about we start with this? Uh, should storming the court be banned? Left turn. Uh, I, I want to spend a little bit of time on this with what happened with Wake Forest and Duke. So we'll address that coming up. We'll address a lot of things. You got baseball has see-through pants. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and Is it see-through pants day at the ballpark? I don't know. I, I mean, it, it sounds like a marketing ploy. Hey, do you really want to see your star player? Randy Johnson really missed his Whoa! window there. Whoa. The big the big unit. Yeah. Uh, if you know what I mean. <laughs> We're back. Uh, what other questions do you have? Well, we could go with a better outfit than MLB's see-through pants or Rick Patino's all-white suit. That's a classic. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the white out at the garden. Yeah, yeah. got to... Rick, Rick hasn't had a good couple of weeks here. You know, I never understood this. Like you love coaching. Is that coaching that you you know you really you denigrate, deride your team, and you you call people like show some composure? Here. Facilities are terrible. Like what are you doing? Our recruiting was awful. Why did you take the job? You got enough. Retire. It's like Doc Rivers. Doc sounds miserable, dude. Didn't don't take the job. What else do you have to i got to change the narrative about this 3-1 series lead thing. All right. Thank you, Doc. It's been a lot harder than I thought it'd be. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you thought he was walking into a ring. Yeah, and he might be, but good God. He sounds like he, you know, at gunpoint, they made him take it. Nope. You imagine. No, never mind. I'm not going to get it. <laughs> no. You know what? Let me take a break. We'll take a break, and then we'll settle on a poll question here. And uh, it's great to be back. It is. I missed you guys. And you too, Todd. Thank you. Although it's hard to miss you when I feel like you never leave me. That's fair. And like, there's a lot of pictures. I know where to find you guys. <laughs> Photos, a... little rhyme time games yeah. that weren't actually rhyme time games. I know. And then there was a text that you sent. My wife goes, are you going to answer that? Because she saw that it was from you. And I go, no. I'll no. get around to it, it eventually. Can... I'm going to see him next Monday. What do I got? I said, it can hold, hon. It, it's not that serious. All right, let me take a break. We'll get phone calls coming up. Jim Beheim, they had Jim Beheim Day yesterday at Syracuse. We did a video. I didn't know it was going to be shown on the Jumbotron, but it was shown on the Jumbotron. And we're roasting Jim Beheim. Everybody else is, you know, saying great things about Jim Beheim. 
we're up there making fun of him when he, after a game at a press conference where he's going, it was shown on the Jumbotron yesterday. All right. Uh, let's take a break. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, or you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Um, When we last left you... Seaton was uh, mulling over some poll questions. One had to do with, should we ban students storming the court? Wake students did that. They rushed the court after the home win against Duke. Kyle Filipowski, the big man, got his uh, ankle turned a little bit there. And uh, all of a sudden, we have a controversy. I've been saying this for years now. It's going to take a terrible accident, and then we're going to stop it. Or do our best to stop it. It feels like whenever it happens, storm the court. Caitlin Clark gets knocked down after the Ohio State game. This situation here, 
And then we, all of a sudden, we're outraged, and then we move on. And we'll do the same thing with this, until somebody is actually really hurt. Imagine if he had fallen down, he would have been trampled. Now we have a serious, serious situation. What can you do when you watch security there? If you've ever gone to a game and you have security, and it's usually an older gentleman who probably loves the access to sitting close to the court. Students are going to come out, all different parts of the stadium or arena, and you're going to be helpless there. But the players are on the floor. I guess what I was surprised at, and I'm, I'm in no way blaming Kyle Filipowski, but you're used to being stormed because you're Duke. Whenever somebody beats you at their place, they're going to storm the court. The other players got over to the bench quickly, and Kyle didn't. And I was surprised at that because you would think, Wake is beating you. They just beat you. Now you need to get off the floor. And you could see it was going to happen there. But until there is something that is bad, God forbid, tragic, you know, we, we look at it and, you know, it's, that's March Madness. Well, ESPN helped glamorize this because when it was championship week and all of a sudden Lehigh beats Bucknell and the students rush the floor, it's like, that's awesome. Hey, let's lead Sports Center with that. Nothing says March Madness like storming the court. All right. So now if you're a student, you want to be on TV. You want to be on the floor. Hey, I was there. That's what happens. Now it just feels like that's the norm, like you're supposed to do that. Here's the Duke head coach, John Shire. Disappointed we lost. But look, for me, it's, I'm more concerned about the well-being of our guys. You know, Flip sprains his ankle. When are we going to ban course storming? Like, when are we going to ban that? Like, how many times does a player have to get into something where they get punched or they get pushed or they get taunted right in their face? And it, it's a dangerous thing. But you look around the country and Caitlin Clark, something happens. And now Flip, I don't know what his status is going to be. He sprains his ankle. It's one thing, like when I played, at least it was 10 seconds in the court. You know, you would storm the court. Now it's the buzzer doesn't even go off and they're, they're running on the floor. And this has happened to us a bunch this year. I don't want this to take away at all from Wake. They earned it. They deserve the win. They're, they're really good. Okay. So what are the solutions here? They've, they've fined some schools in the SEC, like $100,000. They don't care. Like, the student doesn't care. Students like, yeah, we still want to rush the field. We want to be out there. Hey, the next time, it's $250,000. They don't care. Why would the student care? Now, you're going to beef up security? No. How are you going to do that? How do you stop kids from wanting to run the floor? Because we've accepted it. We've celebrated it. It's like the NFL used to put out those videos about the, the biggest hits, you know, like really violent hits. Hey, we're celebrating this. Hey, there's a lawsuit on concussion. Oh, we're not going to do that anymore. But in the moment, you were celebrating. Look at that guy get his face mangled. 1999. And we'll throw in the NFL phone as well. And a lamp if you'd like to. College basketball, the networks, they celebrated this. They showcase this. Every highlight during championship week when I used to work at the mothership, they would show the kids storming the court. Like, that's the end of the highlight. It's just standard procedure. 
Now, if somebody wants to come up with some kind of scenario, solution, great. I'm all for it. I just don't want this to be where I come in one morning and say, I told you so. Yep. Hey, that's when we have change. We have change when something bad happens. Like, we got to change that. Nobody's offering up solutions on changing anything right now until something bad happens. And then we go, how did we get to this point? Why do we allow this? Seems kind of crazy. Hey, kids, come on down and run the floor. What could go wrong? Can you say over the public address announce, you know, uh, do a public address announcement? Hey, you must wait for the players to leave the court before you can go on the court. I mean, sounds good in theory. So who has a solution? Pauling? Uh, some people have said on social media that you should hire more actual police and people who run in the court are subject to arrest. But you could see how that would blow up in your face because what will the policeman do physically to a 19-year-old young lady who's running on the court? What would they allow to do? And the, court, the schools wouldn't want their students who are paying 50000 a year to be manhandled by police. Yeah. Um, risk management. The SEC finds you, finds the uh, athletic department $100,000 for storming the field. This is football, college yeah. football. Yeah. 250000 then it's 500000 and so on and so on. It hasn't stopped it. You just have to pay. It doesn't happen as often, I would say, in the SEC as people rush the field, but now there's an actual fine to it. I don't think it stopped it in any way, though. No. Because, once again, if I'm a fan, I'm a student, I don't care that the university has to pay $100,000. The university may care, but a student doesn't care. Yes, Eden. I mean, I get that there's expense, and I'm not saying that it needs to be police officers, but wouldn't more security just do it? But I don't know if everybody... Let's say it's Lehigh and Bucknell. Are they going to have more security there? Do they want to spend more for security? Whereas, you know, Purdue or Duke or, you know, some of these other big-time programs... How much police presence do you want there? I don't know. Yeah, Marv. Do you do it like whenever Caitlin Clark's in town, like the uh, like the course tournament that just happened? Hey, they're playing Iowa. Let's get 20 more security guards. Or anytime Duke plays an away game, because they are the marquee team in college basketball, do you go, hey, can I get another 30 security guards but what just in ki- case? What kind of authority are you going to give these men and women who are policing the court? Like what... How do you say, hey, you're allowed to do this or not allowed to do this? I, I just don't know if there's a great solution. Todd, you were at the Wake Forest Duke game. I was. There's no magic number of security guards, and some of them are elderly. I, I saw the kids starting to come down from the second level and the back of the first level in the student section before you know the clock hit zero. There was 1.8 seconds left yeah. before Duke was going to inbound it. And I saw you know a small group in shiny green staff, I guess, jackets, but that wasn't going to do it. I don't know what the amount of people would be, but like you said, they're not going to start spraying uh, mace at people. Like, what, do you, what authority do you have? How do you possibly stop that if yes. thousands of kids are running? Yeah, Paul. You're right, though. If you watch the video again, it's it's like the Duke players are very conditioned to this. They've been stormed before, even the younger guys. They run, they sprint to the bench for the guys. Everybody did except for Kyle Filipowski. Now, he was on the other end of the court. It yeah. was not easy for him to get out of the situation he was in in any way, so it wasn't his fault. But I would say one thing. You almost wish you could make it not cool to storm the court because Wake was a two-point favorite. <laughs> you shouldn't storm. I know it's a historical court storming because you're beating Duke at home. It's not about this year. But you wish you could make it uncool to storm the court. 
There was a coach a couple weeks ago, I can't remember which game, Clemson or something, and he gets on the PA and says, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. And no one ran on the court. Yeah. Now, if a buzzer beater happens. Yeah, that's just it. You know, March Madness, yeah. when you have these conference tournament weeks and you punch your ticket and you get to go to, to the big dance and everybody's got to be on the court. Like, we, we're just courting disaster. I mean, we are. Yes, he it's kind of more of like a societal issue than it is a sports issue. Because there's, like, if, you, if you're a kid right now and your basketball team wins, whether you're in high school or college, you storm the court because that's what you do. Yeah. You just storm the court. But there's no real um, recourse for what happens when you do, or nor is there, you know, like, uh, say in the NBA, Russell Westbrook has had a million run-ins with fans. Kevin Durant was just barking back at some dude who, because they have a couple of beers, think that it's okay to yell at people, and they know that there's nothing that can be done because if you're a player and you get a fan removed, now you're the bad guy. Yeah. Even though there's there's no like code of conduct for fan behavior anymore. And yeah. frankly, because... People just don't understand a punch in the face anymore. <laughs> and back when you used to understand getting punched in the face for opening your mouth, then it was like, ah, I probably shouldn't do that anymore. Yes, Todd. It may be asking a lot, but I like what Paulie's on to. If you somehow make it like, act like you've been there before kind of thing when you flip the football, if you get a, a touchdown kind of thing, make it like, don't make it such a big deal. Right. You're giving Duke all this love. Like, oh my God, I can't believe we beat Duke. We, we got to storm the court. This is like our March Madness game. We may not even make the tournament. If you make it like, hey, just this is a good win, but it, it gives the other team too much power to act like it's yeah, but, millions. But once again, if you're a fan, and let's say you're a student, and hey, I've never rushed the court before. Let's do it. Hey, it's Duke. We beat Duke. Yeah, but we're favored. Like, I don't think the students have these conversations. Hey, Tommy, let's, let's storm the court. Jimmy, we're favored by two. Okay, let's sit here. It's just not going to happen that way. Thanks, Tim. Yeah. Yes, Mark. Yeah, a 19-year-old isn't going to say, Chris Paul went here. Tim Duncan went here. We're better than this. No, we don't know that. <laughs> They've been terrible our entire two years, three years that we've been here. Let's celebrate. Yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. We need our moment here. Yes, Seton. Yeah, yeah. I think schools just need to take it more seriously. And fines don't matter, right? Because they, that's $100,000 is their paperclip budget. Nobody cares, yeah. you know? But just hire some more security uh, and don't let people run onto the court. And then they're magically, guess what? Problem is solved. Chris in Florida. Good morning, Chris. What's on your mind? Good morning, guys. Hey, my solution is make it known that if you storm the court, you lose the game. You forfeit the game. Like, you get this great victory, but if we run on the court, we don't get the victory. Yeah, it's not realistic. It's not realistic. It, it's just not. How many, let's say one person, let, let's say you had somebody who was a Duke fan, but they didn't have Duke colors on, and they stormed the court, so Duke wins the game. Like, you, you have to be practical with this. And as much as we go, yeah. If you storm the court, well, how many? Four? Seven? Ninety? Then you lose the game? Not going to happen. Yeah, Paul. We've been dealing with this on this show. I'm checking my old rundown notes at least a dozen times. We suggested yeah. in 2013 the court stroll instead of the court storm, where everyone just walks casually out of the court <laughs> and lets the other team calm, calmly leave the court. Didn't catch on. Yeah. The court stroll. <laughs> Did not catch on. We won. We won. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get down there, yeah. and then we're going to jump around. When we can. And then we'll raise the roof. Yeah.
It's just not going to happen. Yes, Tom. Can you threaten students with expulsion? Could you actually put handcuffs on some of these kids and make them stay, you know, hold them overnight? Like, it's okay. got to be something okay. more serious. Okay. Let's say hypothetically, your daughter stormed the court at Wake Forest. All of her friends are doing it. Yeah. And then she gets kicked out of school. I would hope there would be one warning, and if you do it a oh, second wait, no, time, no, 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 no. There's no one students, warning. Not just my kid. No, it, it was a warning. They they, they told you if you go on there, you uh, risk. Let's say that seems pretty harsh. That all the work you did to get wait, into a school, you just and now you're done. Harsh. You oh just God. suggested this. Maybe, maybe we should amend it to you get the one warning, and if they have you on the list, then oh you get caught a second time. All right, How many Tom. times are you going to run Thank rush you. the court Thank in your you, college school? Brenton, Alabama. Boy, that settled that quickly. Hi, Brent. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, I'm I'm agreeing. I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm agreeing with Richie. Um, I really think there just needs to be. Hey, I mean, I've got five kids, five daughters, and uh, there's got to be some accountability. There's got to be some recourse. Now, I don't think you just jump right into kicking them out of school, but with the technology that we've got today, I would guess that the vast majority of the people that are storming the court are students, right? So. With AI, with video, <laughs> you just tell people going into it. Like, listen, I hate to go big, bro big, big brother, but we've got you on tape. We've got your profile because you're a student. If you storm the court, yeah, you but, but, are... But, but how, many, there, how many students were out there? Thank you, Brad. And, and not everybody can afford, you know, facial recognition with this. I'll come up with a court storming, you know, hat and, you know, a little thing to cover your face. Yeah, I'll wear sunglasses. Oh, I have a mask on going out there. Uh, Paul in Iowa. Hi, Paul. Hey, Dan. Well, with that last call, yeah, I don't agree with treating uh, college students storming the court like January 6th protesters. We don't need to go that far. But you mentioned that something drastic might have to happen, and it's going to have to be a star player losing a season because drastic things have happened. They're just not in the news. We see what happens to the players, but Iowa State's beat reporter for the Des Moines Register a few years back had his leg broken by students of the team he's covering storming the court. That stuff happens more than we think, so something needs to happen, and it's going to have to be a player losing a year to injury, in my opinion. All right. Thank you, Paul. You're right. You know, for years, NASCAR talked about safety. Yeah, we'll get around to it. Maybe we'll pad the walls. Maybe a Hans device. What happened? Dale Sr. dies. The biggest star in the sport. All of a sudden, they have the Hans device. All of a sudden, they're padding the walls there. It's unfortunate. But then you had change. That's, that's what needs to happen with college basketball. Unfortunately, that's what's going to happen. It'll be a marquee player and somebody gets hurt. And if he had fallen down, I think maybe the manager, you know, kind of pulled him up or made sure that he didn't fall down. Who knows? All these students, they would trampled him. So, I, I, you know, it's much as we go, man, I'm outraged. Okay, until the next time. And I am open to suggestions because I don't have the solution. I've just been saying we can't be outraged for 24 or 48 hours, and then we move on. If we want change, we have to propose change, and we have to have schools, conferences, commissioners, presidents, that they all understand this, that it is an important thing. And I know we don't want to take away from that spontaneity of your school just punched its ticket. Like, I get it. And probably 99% of the time, storming the court, we don't have incidents. 
but we've seen where students will get in the faces of some of these players. Right? And then they are got their phone out. You know, they're videotaping this. They're taunting you. It happens. It's happened, and it'll continue to happen. We'll get to more phone calls coming up. Play of the day next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Oh my God. The play. The play is of the day. Check this out. Jokic hands it off over to Murray. Now you can shoot it. Less than five to go on the clock. Murray goes to the right hand in the paint. Jokic alley oop. Two hands hard. Aaron Gordon. They're up by 14 points on the Warriors. And this thing is over. That's courtesy of Altitude Radio Network. The Warriors have blown a lead of 15 or more points seven times so far this season. That's tied for the most in the NBA. That's your play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by TireRack.com, the official tire expert of the Dan Patrick Show. TireRack.com slash Dan. Try the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Full lineup of Continental Tires, special offers, free road hazard protection, mobile tire installation. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. In that game, the Joker, another triple-double. I believe 
if memory serves me correctly, he has more triple-doubles in his career than LeBron does, and he's done it in 1,000 fewer games. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Is my math correct on that, Marvin, that he has one more triple-double than LeBron now? And I think he's played in... 759 games, and LeBron did it in 1,759 games. Does that sound correct, Paulie? Yeah, I've got the career list. I don't know if this includes playoffs. i got to check that. But Russell Westbrook has 198. Oscar Robertson, 181. Magic Johnson, 138 career triple-doubles. Nikola Jokic, 123. LeBron James, 110. That's what I have right now. Okay. But it could be there could be a playoff thing. I think there. there might be playoffs included. Yeah. Uh, um, but Jokic, by the way, he's the only center anywhere near this list. Well, it, it's just, you know, when you watch him play, there are certain players who play chess and everybody else plays checkers. He's one of those players. He plays chess. Slowest guy on the floor. You know, there's nothing flashy about him. You, know, he, you sort of know where he's going, but somehow, some way, he has an innate ability to understand the game. You know, Steph Curry. He plays chess. LeBron, certainly during his peak, played chess. Everybody else playing checkers. Bird, Magic, those guys played chess. You played checkers. Still in the game, you're just playing a different game. Yeah, Paul. I don't know if this description fits. It's almost like Jokic is a counterpuncher. He grabs the ball, and he waits to see what you do, and then he takes advantage of your mistake. Now, he doesn't really force the issue. It's almost like he's, like you said, playing chess. He's sitting back and waiting to attack on your, your mistake. I remember Kurt Warner telling me about the greatest show on turf. And he said, I wanted you to blitz me. I wanted to use you against you. And I would then it would be an advantage for me when I was playing quarterback. All right, more phone calls here. Uh, people fired up over court storming. I'm just looking for a solution. If you got a solution, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. By the way, college basketball is toying with the idea of expanding March Madness to 96 teams. And I think the new president of the NCAA talked about having more schools have more accessibility. Um, I hate to tell the new president, but everybody has access. You win your tournament, and then you get an automatic bid. This is about money. Hey, let's expand it. It's about money. It's not about, let's give, hey, did, are you doing this for the women's tournament? I'm just curious, because you're talking about accessibility here, and you want to add more? From 68 to 96? Yes, more. So let's get, get excited about May Madness? Because this is going to take forever. And Mar Virginia Tech's still going to be upset about not making the tournament. <laughs> Welcome to March, April Madness. What's that? Oh, 96 teams? Everyone's got a shot. Yes. Yeah. I, I maintain if you do something like that, if your team doesn't make the tournament, then the coach gets fired. Automatically. Yes. <laughs> like at the end of that game? Yes. Yes, when you lose, you didn't make the tournament, <sighs> or relegation. Like, there has to be some kind of punishment here. If everybody makes it, you know, it's all about accessibility. How about everybody gets a participa uh, participation trophy? No, we don't have to do that. Chris isn't, that what, isn't that what 
uh, a season is called? I think so. Your chance? I to think. Remember there was this thing, it was called a season, and you had X number of games to mm. win as many as you could, mm. and then that would determine who ultimately the champion was. Wait a minute, slow down, I'm trying to process I know, this, this is a crazy th- theory yeah. and a thought. You could go winless during the regular season and win your conference tournament and go to March Madness. That's accessibility. Uh, Chris in L.A. Good morning, Chris. What's on your mind? Good morning, gentlemen. You know, I've been saying this for years, especially when you see the uh, football fans rushing the field in college. That's extremely dangerous. But Fritzy's right. It's simple. It's drastic, Dan, but that's the answer. You subject some of these kids to expulsion if they storm the court. Can you imagine a kid having to explain to themselves all the hard work they did to get into a college is now up up, up, up in jeopardy and explaining that to their kids, I mean, their parents, and then also, though, it's like it's like when um, running on the baseball field was a thing in the 80s and 90s. Then they really cracked down on that and stopped showing it on TV. You know, it, it, it can change. Well, I think showing it on TV is the important part of what you said, Chris. Because, look, I'm, I was there. I ate it up as well when I was anchoring SportsCenter. And team upset somebody, March Madness, stormed the court, and we show it. We would lead Sports Center with that. Okay? We glamorized it. We're just we're just asking for something bad to happen. We just are. Yes, Eden. Yeah, but you know what's like way cooler than being on Sports Center now? A million views on TikTok. Yeah. Nobody cares about being on TV like that. Not it's it's just not as much, but your first hand point of view running through there or whatever and you get a million views or a million likes yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. that's way more valuable. No, that's fair. That's absolutely fair. Marcus in Arkansas. Hey, Marcus. Hey, Dan. Uh, did have a... Uh, this is a little bit different, but I was uh, at the last game, the last Cardinals game at Bush Stadium, and there were um, about three or four police officers that came out onto the field, onto the field, um, that just sort of, that, that had batons and riot shields and all that stuff. And you just knew if you were the first person to go out there, you were going to get cracked. Yeah, but you're not a student. Like, a university can't hire people who are going to be cracking people over the head if you storm the court. You're a student. I mean, the lawsuits here would be endless. Yes, yeah, Unless you do it at a football game, though. So if you run across the field in a football game, you get taken out by a security guard, and we replay it over and over again and do it. Oh, how much did this guy love doing that to that kid? That yeah. was epic. Yeah. So what's the difference between at a football game, you're allowed to do it to a student, but at a basketball game, it's, whoa, 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 wait. Hey, 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 you can't For some reason, kids. when you run on a baseball field or a football field professionally, that we have, you know, it's open season to be able to hit that person. But if you have police with batons and a thousand kids run on the floor, I I see what you're saying. You know, it's hypocritical to say, hey, police this, but you don't police that. We'll ask Jim Beheim. He'll join us. And should the NCAA expand to 96 schools? 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.